Hello and welcome to the Aqualine Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we are going to talk to you about uh, one of our favorite words. Stress. Stress. And it came out, I was inspired by a veterinary lecture that I uh, was attending and had the honor of presenting with. And someone brought up the concept of the value of stress. And this is something that we have discussed and played with and delved into since the 80s. And I'd like to share with you some of the insights that we've had since first being introduced to Hans Selye, who wrote his book back in the 50s. He talked about talked about distress, stress that breaks you down, dissonant, and, and a eustress. EU the eustress is stress that tests you, encourages you, strengthens builds. you. Absolutely, you know. Anytime you want to grow, anytime you want your horse to build up anytime you want your dog to be able to perform faster, stronger, better, whether it's in bite work or agility or getting in and out of the car, in order to improve, what do we need? You need stress. You stress. You stress. When we are using stress to make ourselves and our animals better, it takes a lot of intent, it takes process, and it takes avoiding the dis part of stress. Which is thrown at us from every angle. It's financial stress, emotional stress, family stress, social media stress. Uh, you can pack on all kinds of stresses that distress you. What we're looking for is the stress that strengthens you, that pushes you to do better, to be better you. That's you stress. And we want to look forward to it. And we want to be able to identify in the moment, is this helpful or harmful? Because really there is no treading water. There is something that moves you towards your goal, your best self, and there are things that take you out of that pathway. One of the ways you can notice whether something is in the moment distressing or you stressing is how you're breathing. And something that's really healthful and helpful and can be building if you distress your body by holding your breath it can have a counterproductive impact. So you can choose to convert something from distress to eustress by using your mind and your body in a healthier way. Yeah, because when you think about stress, stress is something that you labeled. You labeled it as distress or stress, however you want to look at it at this point, but you labeled it. So you, this is a belief system that you created that this experience or this process or this 
period of life is causing me stress. You labeled that. You can relabel that. Absolutely. There's so many different ways to relabel that, other than just saying it's you stress. Or, wow, that's fascinating. I wonder how this is gonna benefit me later. There are so many things you can do mentally to help you break down that distress. So you're not stressed out because this is, it's about your internal environment. And the only thing that control your internal environment is you. And the choices you make. I was talking to someone at BrainTap today and I said it, it really was so much fun for me to use an example of something that veterinarians can do for their riders to help the horses by suggesting forms of meditation and positive visualizations as a way to use stress the human which then breathes with the horse which then eustresses the horse so that that creature can build and perform optimally and that creature is the equestrian the horse human the centaur so to speak of ability and what was wonderful about that is we realize as dave said that you can reframe a stressor into one that is maximally beneficial you know i there are terrible things that happen that are distressful and recognizing them and labeling them and avoiding or shifting priority from them can make a huge difference in your mental physical and social well-being yeah shifting your priority that's huge because if you spend 90 percent of your time thinking about that thing that creates stress you're never going to get out of that loop you're going to stress yourself out and and that's generally where stress comes from is yourself so you're allowing that to control your life so make another choice absolutely and you know a um we are encouraged, encouraged all day long to revel in distressors, to, oh, you think that's bad? This happened to me. See that accident? I've seen one that's worse. And if you stop and wonder, how is this benefiting me? You might notice it's not. You might notice that going for a bike ride or going and doing Qigong or riding your horse, or going for a walk, or reading a book, or breathing exercise, or yoga, or Pilates, or conversation with another human about things that you love. Redirect the conversations to things that challenge your brain to grow and make it a eustress. It's it is swimming upstream a bit in a world that sells by fear and confrontation. And we go, you know, I choose to assist you in your growth. I don't want to stand above. It's way more fun to hold hands and walk together as my Winnie the Pooh moment. Uh, <laughs> You know, the, the point is, is if you choose to read Han Selye's book, and what I love are insights that were newish in the 50s, and as was uh, Napoleon Hill, as were many of the things that are 
reworked and written in different words today as though they are new. What they are is universal things that stand the test of time because they help us get better. We know that if I want my horse to have more muscle, I must challenge it. I have to put Cavalettis on the ground. If I continue to jump cross rails for the rest of my life, my horse is not going to build buns of steel. No. And, and if you go to that jump holding your breath, gripping the reins, how do you think that horse feels? Because now you've taken a eustress and turned it into a distress because now you're stressed, which automatically stresses the horse. And, you know, the horse can hear your heartbeat from four feet away. So when your heart rate goes up and you're sitting on that horse, that's a herd animal. That, that horse's heart rate's gotta go up too because it doesn't know what you're afraid of. It knows that something's not right. So it feels your distress. And you can notice what creates that happy excitement in your animal. And for those of you who have dogs like ours, notice their expression when you say, squirrel. I smile. It's like, oh, yeah, you squirrel, because they have taught me that that is a eustress. That is not lightning and thunder and, and things that may create a form of distress and anxiety and increased heart rate and increased blood pressure and those things. And when we notice the difference and how our language and our tone and our ability to manage our state can help manage the state, the mindset of our four-legged creatures. And it's, it takes awareness because you have to be aware when you feel the stress and, and make the shift. And you also have to pay attention to your animal. When is your animal under stress and distress, not eustress? Because that eustress, that's your, your normal daily routine of exercising your horse, that's eustress. It, and, and ideally, my it's horse, My horse sees it as distress. <laughs> and, and it depends because you watch Dave on his horse. If he's in the ring, his horse's grumpy face, that same bridle, same saddle or bareback or whatever, right outside the gate becomes eustress because that's what he's taught us that he enjoys. Our challenge is to how do we create eustress how can we challenge him in a way that he enjoys in many different environments? You have to be willing to dance. You have to be willing to go, how can I create the attitude I want from my canine competitor or companion, my equine competitor or companion, and if you choose your human competitor or companion, by creating that euphoria of stressful challenges. You know, you watch when we go to the beach, there is a level of insanity of seeing the waves and playing and riding them that I know that I can unleash. Ooh, I like that pun. Um, anytime I choose, 
I know their happy place. As my fringe friends out there, I know the fringe state. The fringe state of feeling content and without being quiet, unless that's your choice. You can create a eustress by finding what is it that elevates my heart rate that allows my muscles to build and contract and breathe? How do I get into that state? And then create a visualization, create a thing you say to yourself that allows you to come into that eustressful state anytime you want and shift from distress to eustress because you know your key. Yeah, it's a matter of creating a pattern and using the pattern over and over again until the neurology builds up so it makes an automatic shift because that's what happens in your brain neurologically. You're creating a new pathway which creates eustress because the neurons have to make connections and they have to rebuild and they have to strengthen and so as you run that same path over and over and over again, it's like a path in the woods. The path in the woods that's most commonly traveled is the easiest to see. And so what you have to do is create that path, create that programming yourself to be able to take that distress or, and change it to eustress. And it's a pattern. It's a process that you can do time and time again the exact same way over and over and that will make it become automatic. And it takes alignment of mind and body because if you've been to the gym for the first time or you get on a horse for the first time who's never been under saddle before and you notice that for you a rep hurts, there's confusion. Your brain and your body are disconnected. The horse doesn't know what you're asking. First time you say heel to a dog and it looks at you and like, I sorry, that's not my language. So it can begin as this distress. And then how you frame it in your mind, how you go, wow, this is part of growing. If you watch an infant and an infant starts to grow and become, they mirror someone already doing it. They watch an adult lift something and then they begin to lift it and they're not judging themselves and going, oh, this is hard, I am never going to walk. No, they, they have an outcome that says, if I fall on my butt this time, next time I'll take a step, next time I will. And that, that process of aligning your mind and body is a key, a, a huge key to making you stress a part of your growth. And it's, a process you just have to really work at, make it happen. Because remember, you are the one that's in the control. You're the one that's in the driver's seat. Drive your life where you want it to go. Yes. Take the vacations you want to take. Who's driving your bus? And you can choose to drive your bus off a cliff or you can choose a scenic route that lights you up. So we invite you now to explore the concept of allowing those stressors that build you and make you stronger into your mind, your body, and your spirit and enjoy every day as a day of growth 
and well-being because that's your choice. And thank you for listening to the Equiline podcast. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. Have an awesome day.